0: Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 30. This is the 200 Churches Podcast, created to provide resources and encouragement to leaders of the 94% of congregations in America, under 500 members. Now, here are two gentlemen that lead in a 200 church and strive to provide information that will make you smile, think, and be challenged. Oh, and they're all around nice guys, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. Thanks for listening to us today. Johnny and I just got done with a big argument here in the office, so we're going to try and tone it down now so that we're able to able to do this podcast.
1: I, leave us some feedback, please. If you're out there and you use Evernote, let us know, because Jeff Jeff insists that he could, would use Evernote if it was just set up for him, and he wished Evernote is the best, and I told him, I, I'm never going to use Evernote. I call it NeverNote. 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 So
0: yeah, so if you use NeverNote ever... <laughs> then send Johnny a scathing, excoriating email.
1: Yeah, please do. I would love that. I would love to know why I'm wrong. And dress him
0: down. He needs to be dressed down. Anyway, thank you for listening to the 200 Churches podcast. Today, we're talking about why both your strengths and your weaknesses make your ministry. Because... Most people approach strengths and weaknesses by thinking that their strengths help them and their weaknesses hurt
1: them. Right. It's like the classic job interview question. Right. Tell me what your strengths and weaknesses are.
0: And of course, we don't want to talk about our weaknesses.
1: No. You, my my weaknesses are I care too much. Yep. I'm 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 too organized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too type. I'm way too type A. And I'm, I'm way, way too type I'm A. like
0: over disciplined. Yeah. To yep. a fault. Yep. I, I
1: don't know how to have fun while I'm exercise
0: network. too much.
1: <laughs> These are all very real weaknesses. I'm no
0: fun to go out to dinner with because I'm a vegan. <laughs> and I weigh exactly what the insurance industry scales say that I should weigh. That's a weakness. As a male human being. 114 pounds. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Okay, so strengths and weaknesses. Our point in this podcast is to embrace your weaknesses, as much as you embrace your strengths.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because weaknesses are what makes us unique. It's what makes us human in a lot of ways. I think that actually might be one of your points. Um, that, that Without weaknesses, you are not the person that you are. And there is much that can be learned and much that can be done through your weaknesses. Well, I'm thinking about the uh, Star Trek,
0: one of those series that has that android called Data. You know, data is what was put into him, and he's pretty much perfect for what he's got. He really doesn't have any weaknesses except for the things that he can't do, right? right. But none of us are androids. We're people. We're very subjective beings, and we have a bundle of strengths and weaknesses. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about why. Both our strengths and our weaknesses make our ministry. So let's first let's talk about weaknesses. Yeah, our weaknesses are given to us by God. They're not an accident. They're not random. They're not by chance. In fact, God
1: designed us with our strengths, but also with
0: our weaknesses.
1: Absolutely. And in Second um, Corinthians twelve nine, it actually says, "Right, my power is perfected in weakness." We are we're meant to be. Weak. We're not meant to have it all together. Uh, we were created in the image of God, but not to be God. And, and God has equipped you for a ministry uh, out there, and, and his, his power is made known in your weakness. That's not an accident, like you just said, Jeff. It's not some chance thing that you have weaknesses. God gave us weaknesses so that his power could work through us and in us, and we know, hey, this is not me just doing this. Do you think that God's kindness could actually be
0: seen in our weaknesses? Like, is it... Is it nice of God to give us weaknesses?
1: Well, I, I, I yeah, I think it is. And as we go through this list, I think it becomes more and more clear that it is nice of Him to give us weaknesses. Because imagine what it would be like. How insufferable are people who can't admit their weaknesses, or who don't have any? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. No, but how insufferable are the people who are always right? Or the insuff, how insufferable are the people who are who? weigh the correct amount on the insurance scale, and they like to rub that in your face. You know, like, weaknesses are what makes us human. Weaknesses are parts of our personality. I mean, I have myriad weaknesses, and and I probably wouldn't have it any other way because it makes me who I am. So I do do think that it's an act of kindness by God to give us weaknesses.
0: So maybe you'd be willing to be the first one to share one of your weaknesses.
1: (laughs) Well, sure, yeah. The Nevernote thing is kind of a weakness. I'm not an organized person. My brain does not work in categories like that. I'm just a little scattered. If you came into my office right now and looked at my desk, there's about ten different projects happening, all in various stages and papers everywhere. Oh, was that a was that a desk in there? That's a desk. I it was a garbage heap. <laughs> and no, and it's so that's not
0: that bad. That's it's
1: a difficult not. you know. That's a difficult area for me staying organized. But one of the points that we have here about uh, weaknesses are are our weaknesses cause us to include others and I know that I am unorganized right I know that disorganized whatever I know that I struggle in that area I need to surround myself with people who are much better at that than I am I mean my wife is much more organized than I am she would tell you it's a weakness of hers too but on on the scale she definitely falls a lot higher than I do
0: so another thing that our weaknesses do for us is that they they teach us humility you know we would be insufferable but we also would be filled with pride if everything we did just turned out really well and really anything you tried just was just perfect every time and every once in a while you run into a parent who who cannot talk about anything that their kid has done that they haven't excelled at i mean everything you, my well everything my kid does just he just seems to
1: or she just seems to do it so well yeah that's Humility is so important, and the you know the first thing I did here at at the church. I've, I've been here one year. I just I, I have this little app on my phone. It's called Time Hop. I don't know if you're out there listening mm-hmm. and you have that, it's a great app. But I I sent a tweet one year ago today that said, "This is my first day on the job as the pastor of Dover Youth," and so it's my one year anniversary of uh, work, I suppose. Uh, I didn't move until the middle of the month, but that's neither here nor there. But the first thing that I did as a pastor here was I wanted to invite college students to get a cup of coffee with me and just kind of introduce them to the church. And so I, I got like 1,200 um, little cards printed, quarter sheets of paper, front and back, pictures of myself on them and everything. And I was going to get these distributed in the mailboxes at, uh, at the school. And I went down with my stacks and stacks and stacks of cards to the school and I said, hey, can we get these put in the mailboxes? And they said, no, we don't do that. And I begged and I pleaded and they just shut me down hard. No, so on my shelf, as a constant reminder of my humility and my failure, I have these cards still sitting so there. So you took
0: your two wheel dolly and you wheeled all the cards back out to your <laughs> co- back exactly. out to your van. That's right. You came back to the church and I said, "I'll take care of this." I went down to the college and I got not even as far as you got. Yeah, they saw me coming and they said, "No,
1: we got shut down."
0: Yeah, so those things do keep us humble. And this year, the college let us know when they were going to put those things together, and we've got it together this year. Exactly. So another thing that uh, our weaknesses cause us to do is they push us to depend on God. Because w- when we're doing everything right and things are all the chips are falling our way and everything's working out, we tend to not depend on God very much. We tend to get pretty comfortable in ourselves, and so our weaknesses they actually push us closer to god and dependence
1: yeah it's this awareness that what we're doing and what we're creating is not of ourselves and and you know jeff and i talk a lot about uh, we talk a lot about if if this project is a success if we get this initiative to go forward we know that that's god because mm-hmm. we don't have the we don't have the capital relational capital, emotional capital, whatever, to push something forward. Right. And so it, it you do have to depend on God. When you're aware of your weaknesses, then you have to say, hey, God, fill in these gaps and help me through uh, the job of ministry.
0: I think for people that everything goes their way, it's a lot easier for them to judge other people, to judge their failures a little more harshly. And so I think another thing that weakness our weaknesses do for us is that they nurture they nurture a, a sense of mercy and mercy toward other people and not judgment, because we know what it's like to to not be able to do something. We know what it's like to not be great at something or to fail at something.
1: Yeah, and you've been kind to me as I've failed time and time again during this first year. You've been very patient and kind with me uh, throughout me discovering my weaknesses. Uh, this was my first ministry job, and so I was aware of some of my weaknesses just from working in the business world, but... There's different weaknesses that come to bear when you're working in ministry with mm-hmm. people all the time, and with, you know, generating all these ideas about initiatives and things to push forward. And you've had a lot of mercy uh, toward me. You must have a lot of weaknesses. A lot say. of
0: weaknesses. <laughs> I've had a lot of failures, but banging my head on the sidewalk. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that's why it's sometimes tougher for an older person to work for a younger person. Just naturally, sure. Because the younger you are, it's just the less experiences you've had, Absolutely. in life. And the older you are, if you've you know lived your life well, you've got a lot of experiences. And uh, the sometimes experience is the only teacher of certain things. Uh, so another another thing that our weaknesses do for us is that sometimes they they produce through us, our, the, the ministries we're most passionate about. I think about my wife, and I think about something that she's struggled with for, for many years, and I, I haven't asked her, so I'm not gonna share what it is, but it's not anything I couldn't share. Um, when she sees those things in other people, man, she is all over that. I mean, she's moving toward them. In fact, for me, as I've gone through this with her, when we see other couples in the same situation, whether it's her or I, we're very passionate about moving right toward those people to really try to help them because we've been through it. We we know what it's like. We know the struggle and we know the pain. And so we're very passionate about moving forward uh, to help them.
1: Another thing about weakness is that John Maxwell talks about this a lot. He says, you don't work on your weaknesses because you're always going to be weak in that area. Mm-hmm. Work on your strengths. So if you have weaknesses that are uh, making you passionate about ministries, that are you know helping you include others to kind of help you along the way, that are making you more merciful, the thing about it is that's going to be a continuous process throughout your whole life because your weaknesses will only... Ever get so strong. There'll always be areas of weakness for you. And that creates this continual cycle of needing to involve other people, being merciful toward others. I mean, all the things that we've just talked about, that really becomes this life-giving cycle out of something that a lot of times we think of as life-sucking.
0: Yeah. And it's not at all. It's not at all. And again, the reason for this podcast is to help all of us appreciate our weaknesses. And so as we're talking to pastors in 200 churches, pastors just like us, it's just good to re- to remind us that we can't deny our weakness. The more we try to deny our weaknesses, the more we try to cover them up. And the more we try to strengthen them, uh, it, it's just not going to work. And that's going to hold us back from really reaching God's potential for us and our potential in ministry leadership. I think there are men and women in 200 churches that would have a better ministry than they currently have, but for the fact that they deny their weaknesses, they hide their weaknesses, they keep trying to work on their weaknesses as though somehow you know, our weaknesses are going to become our strengths. And what we're saying today is embrace your weaknesses and allow these other positive things that they that they make happen in your life, allow them to happen. Lean on other people, you know, and embrace humility and dependence upon God and, and all these things that we've talked about. So let's go on to strengths and let's talk about how strengths can actually help our ministry. Strength, they can.
1: <laughs> I <Yeah>. wonder how. <laughs> well, just like weaknesses, strengths are given to us by God, too. You know, he, he made us unique individuals with individual strengths that can be used to build the kingdom of God, you know, and that's, that's what our purpose is as, as leaders of small churches. Um, that's what your purpose is. That's what um, Jeff's purpose is and my purpose is. And so God has given us those strengths to use in that context.
0: So let me cut to cut to the chase with a story here. I was 20 years old, my first year of Bible college. I hadn't been two, three months at Bible college and I wanted to preach I wanted to get in front of people and I wanted to share God's word. And so, you know, I went home on a weekend and I talked to my pastor and he was stupid. I mean, kind enough to let me preach on a Sunday night. And I remember that Sunday night getting in the pulpit back when we used to get, you know, in the pulpit and um, sharing a message. I I have no idea how long that message was. It probably wasn't much longer than 20 minutes, but I really have no recollection. I do remember really enjoying it. I remember what I preached on, and I remembered afterwards people coming up to me and telling me that I just was like I was so natural, and they really enjoyed it, and it seemed like I'd been doing it for years, and I just really, really liked that, so... That's a strength that I have is just like communicating with people in a in a live setting and making people feel comfortable but that strength can also hurt me because if I lean on it that means that I think, oh, well, I can communicate. Therefore, if I've got the, r- the real busy week, I can put time into things other than maybe message preparation because after all, I'm good at that and I can lean on that strength. And that's exactly the wrong thing to do.
1: The flip side of that is because you have a strength with communicating, if you do put in that time of message preparation, you can turn what is good, what is the strength that you have, you can go give a good sermon on the fly, you can make it excellent. And so our strengths let us... Serve with excellence, and that's
0: exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, and so that's when we're talking about our strengths. That is not something we should coast on. Yeah, those strengths are the things we should really really hone, develop.
1: Yeah, hone on them. Uh, Another thing is your strengths give you confidence to take risks and to try new things. So nobody wants to take a risk on something that they're weak on. Because you know you just you could anticipate falling flat on your face right out of the gate, um, but if you if you know that you have a strength in an area, uh, yeah, you'll you'll take a leap of faith off into the deep end because you you have the confidence that yeah I I can make this work based on my strengths.
0: And the next thing on the list goes right along with that is that our strengths allow us to serve and do things without really thinking about them or trying too hard because. We're just naturally good at that. And and could you imagine, you know, the opposite of what we were talking about earlier? Can you imagine somebody who wasn't good at anything, you know, who just couldn't really do anything very well? I mean, that would be that would be pretty bad. How do you how do you encourage somebody who can't do anything very well? <laughs>
1: I, I hope that's not a real person. That would be terrible. I hope
0: not. You know, every and, and you know some people feel like that. It's they true. feel like, well, I can't do anything very well. So, maybe if you're feeling like that, you need to know that get a
1: boost. You have strengths. Yeah,
0: everybody everybody has strengths.
1: Absolutely. But, you know, I I knew a pastor and he he could not do something that is so natural to me and that was he couldn't just sit down and talk to people. I mean the relational side was very difficult for him. He had a hard time just sitting down for lunch and communicating naturally with somebody. He could communicate vision, right? He could he could stand up in the pulpit and he could preach a you know a heck of a message. But just to have an inner interaction with somebody on a natural level was very difficult. And so that's where you say, you know, you don't have to think or try too hard. I mean, this guy had to really think hard if he was gonna have a natural interaction with somebody.
0: So let's talk about that for a minute because there may be uh, men or women out there who are thinking, yeah, I, I have, I, you know, I'm more of a bookworm. I'm more of an office person. Sure. I'm more administrative. I don't really like talking to people. I'm not a big conversationalist. You know, what does that person do? How do they view themselves in terms of ministry leadership?
1: You got to, I would say, you find somebody who you trust. Maybe maybe an elder, a deacon, I don't maybe if you have somebody else on staff with you, somebody like that, and you let them do the vast majority of the relational heavy lifting. You find somebody who's gifted in that way and you give them that responsibility. And look, as pastors, we're always gonna have to talk to people. But you don't have to do it all the time. I, I seek that out. I seek out meetings. I seek out lunches and, and coffee with people because that's really where I can connect with somebody. Uh, and that's where I feel like I'm going to be best understood. But if you're best understood through writing or through you know, preaching or something like that, find somebody else and say, hey, I need you to be my you know, wingman, wingwoman uh, on the relational side of things. Can you do that, though? I mean, can you do that as a ministry leader?
0: Are you are you allowed to be weak in that area?
1: I think you have to be able to be weak. Look, God, like we said, God has gifted you to serve in your church. Uh, your church called you. I, I mean, in some churches you're sent, but either, either way, you've been placed in your current church congregation for a reason. There's a reason that you're there, and if you're more of a bookworm, you shouldn't just say, well, I'm going to get out of the ministry because I can't have lunch with people. No, you, you, you surround yourself with people who do have that strength, and in the times where you need to be made available, you're made available, but believe me, your people will rather eat with a an elder who's very relational than eat with you if you have a hard time talking about the weather. So really, we're back on that list
0: of weaknesses where we talked about um, God bringing somebody along and us depending on somebody else to do it. I mean, Moses had the classic, you know, uh, objections. You know, I'm, I'm slow of speech. I, I can't speak. And he gave him Aaron. Now, some people would say that, you know, he gave him Aaron and Aaron became an albatross around his neck. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think God gave him Aaron, so they could both go and do what God wanted them to do. Uh, But depending on others is not a bad thing. And do you think that God would put you in a ministry where you had weaknesses that prohibited your fulfilling that ministry without also giving you somebody with the complementary strengths? and, And you just have to recognize who that person is, find, and trust that, yes, it's not an if. It's where is this person? Because God will bring people along. None
1: of us can do the ministry by ourselves. We all need help. And that goes hand in hand with another reality about your strengths. Your strengths uh, inspire others to follow you. So you have those people who you can use, and they're inspired to follow you because of your strength. Um, In this small town we have... Uh, We have about 14 churches in town. And sometimes I roll my eyes and and bang my head against the wall thinking, why do we have so many churches in this small town? But the reality is some people might not resonate with the way Jeff and I lead. That's fine. The kingdom is big enough for multiple kinds of leaders. And so uh, we don't all have to be smart, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why exactly, we don't all have to be wise That's exactly right but you know people resonate with a different kind of leader and so people are in your church for a reason people attend your church and, and are a part of your church for a reason and so they want to follow you and and they want to come around you and help you out and because of your strengths they are inspired to do that. See this is a
0: good thing you just brought up because in strengths and weaknesses we talk about that personally but we can also see that in churches. And, you know, just because my left hand isn't my right hand, it doesn't mean I don't want my left hand. I mean, just because I, I prefer my right hand, do I want two right hands? No, that would look kind of weird if I had to. I mean, I could shake, you know, two people's hands at a time, which would kind of be easy if I had two right hands. But, you know, in churches, churches are, have strengths and weaknesses, and churches in a town should be complementary, in other words there shouldn't be competition there shouldn't be rivalry there shouldn't be jealousy between churches because if they if we just viewed ourselves as members of a team and God gives us all different strengths and weaknesses and like you said some people will be drawn to certain leadership styles some will be drawn to others some will be drawn to certain personalities or preaching styles and so we're all on the same team in this we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses
1: Another thing about your strengths is your strengths are going to guarantee that you get results. Now, what those results are, I can't say, um, but you're guaranteed to get some results. So, one of one of my strengths is I'm very personal. I'm very personable. I love to sit down and have conversations. I could I could talk to people all day long and never get tired of it. Super extroverted. Um, I get results I get relational results with people because of that now that doesn 't always necessarily uh, mean that I get the ministry results that I was looking for, but I do have results with people. I have volunteers who are happy I have good retention rate with my volunteers. Um, you know, I have the people within my ministry do feel that they're loved and cared for because I'm trying to, t- I naturally will take the time to care for them, to have conversations with them, coffee with them, whatever it is. That's a strength of mine. And so I get relational results due to that. Even if you don't get organizational results. Exactly. Right. I mean, the truth is we don't get results in some areas.
0: Thank God that we have strengths. We get results in other areas because those results those wins, they keep us in the game. They exactly, keep us involved in ministry. They allow us to, to continue day after day, week after week.
1: And so, those are things. Those strengths are things to be thankful for. So, I brought up John Maxwell a little bit earlier, and I talked about how he says, um, you know, work on your strengths. Don't work on your weaknesses. And so, that's our encouragement for you today. Your strengths make your ministry. Um, you need to you need to always work to strengthen. Your strengths, you know, hone your strengths. Your weaknesses will always be there. Bring people around you to, you know, to come alongside you with those. Work on your strengths because your strengths—that's what your ministry uh, is flowing from. So your strengths make your ministry. Your weaknesses,
0: just as much, it's true, make your ministry. You know, it's it's like the balance beam that that Walenda guy used when he crossed the uh, Grand Canyon just recently. You know, he doesn't have just one side of it. You've got both sides of it. And to say one side is more important than the other is not true, and so our strengths and our weaknesses make our ministry. As we wrap up this episode of the 200 Churches podcast, we want to encourage you to go onto iTunes and subscribe to this podcast, and also give us a rating, and what that rating does, it just allows us to go a little bit higher on the search engines, and allows more pastors who, as we talked about last week, are isolated, uh, they're lonely, uh, they're just not connected, it allows them to find us. So by you giving us a rating on iTunes, it's, it's like sending us money without sending us money that's nice isn't it right so rate us on itunes it just helps us to reach more pastors because that's the purpose of our podcast is to encourage pastors of smaller churches thanks for listening to this episode we'll talk to you again next week thank you for listening to this episode of the 200 churches podcast feel free to give the guys feedback or ask questions at 200churches.com and remember the leadership that you provide in your 200 church matters big in the kingdom
1: of god